0: Amen. It sure is. It is a blessing. It is a blessing. If you have your Bible want to go with us to Mark's Gospel chapter 4, you can put your finger on verse uh, 35 there. That's where we're going to be. Winds of change. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind. This story tonight is very familiar to all of us. Probably look around the room. Most all of us have heard this story, I'm sure. It's a story where Jesus and his disciples were on one side of the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus had been doing some pretty marvelous and miraculous things while he was there with the disciples on this one side of Galilee. The Bible makes mention that he had healed multitudes of people while he was out there with his disciples this particular day. A couple of those folks was Peter's mother-in-law. She was healed by Jesus on this day. Uh, Another one that was healed uh, by Jesus on this particular day um, was a centurion soldier's servant. Was healed by Jesus on this particular day. So a lot of wonderful things were taking place. The disciples got to hear and they got to see the the marvelous power of God working through Jesus Christ, His Son, as He touched and blessed people that day. And the Bible picks this story up, if you'll want to read with me here, in Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 35. We'll start there and we'll work our way down. The Bible says, On the same day when evening had come, He said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. This is speaking of Jesus to them. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him, speaking of Jesus, along in the boat as he was. And other little ships were also with him. The Bible says, And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, Master, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, words that all of us know, Peace, be still. Look at your neighbor and say, Peace, be still. And the wind, the Bible says, ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, speaking of Jesus to the disciples, Why are you so fearful? Right? One particular translation or another particular passage in the Bible, another book says, Why did you fear? Why did you fear? How is it that you have no faith? And the Bible says, They feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey Him? Amen. How can this be that even the wind and the sea obey Him? This story, a lot of times we focus on the fear of these disciples, right? And rightfully so, Jesus is talking to them about their fear. But understand that Jesus was in the vessel, right? And they did have enough sense, if you will, or spiritual sense to know to go get Jesus. Give them a little bit of credit, right? They did go to Jesus. They did go to God. They did go where they were supposed to go when troublesome times arose. But I truly believe that this story tonight, I've seen some. I told Pastor Keith that I've never seen before in this passage of Scripture. I believe there's another message. This is one message, another message that God wants you and I to see. Those that are his children, those that are saved, I think there's something Jesus wants you and I to see in this story. One of the first things that you see here is they got in this boat, they took Jesus with them, they began to go across. He told them, "Let's go to the other side." They were actually going across to, to uh, Genesaret, I guess, it, or, or, or it's it, in the Bible it calls it—I forget what—a it, Gardenia, or but it's across that way where the demon-possessed man came down out of the hills and. Jesus met him there and cast that demon out. They were going across the Sea of Galilee from that one area to that area. They got in the vessel. They began to go across. And the Bible says that Jesus found himself in the stern of the ship, the stern of the vessel. The stern of the vessel is at the rear of the boat, right? The bow is the front. The stern is the back. Is that correct? Jesus was at the stern, okay? That's important to note here in just a minute. So here they are going across there, Brother Damien, and the Bible says that that this particular tempest came, this storm arose. Another book in the Bible, one of the other Gospels, said it this way, that a, a wind came upon the disciples. It came upon them, and it began to toss it to and fro. When you look at this story, there's some pretty amazing things that I want you to see. The fact that the apostles are floating along here, they're going to the other side. There is a plan that God had for them. Jesus had a plan for the disciples that day, the apostles, to go with him. They saw the mighty power of God on this side of Galilee. Now, of course, they wanted to st- God wanted them to see His power being unveiled, so that they would it would help enhance and them believe that He was the Son of God. There's no question about that. But I also believe that He wanted them to see that power that God. Had, had given to him that these people could be healed, but to let them know as well that that same power, right, was going to rest in them as well. And, and so when you see this, they get in the vessel, they go across, the tempest begins to, to blow. Jesus is asleep in the bottom or at the backside of this particular vessel, and they began to be in fear. Keep in mind that that wind came upon them. Now there's another book in the Bible, in the book of Acts, that it talks about a mighty rushing wind that came upon the 120 in the upper room. Does anybody remember that story? The Bible says that when that mighty Russian wind filled that room, came upon them in the upper room, that the power of God fell upon them. Amen? And empowered them for the next step, the next level, right? Winds of change. God's always blowing, right? His power, His, His, His Spirit is always moving among His children always moving we're always seeking it closer to God we're always wanting more of God we're always want to do more for God we ask him that and then God moves quite often in our lives but we don't recognize it sometimes it becomes very fear, fearful to us because we don't recognize it because it's out of our control is that right so we don't know what to do these folks in the upper room that wind came upon them Filled every one of them with the Holy Ghost and they turned the town upside down for the glory of God. They harnessed the power of God. I want to point something out to you today. I think, as I said to you, I think it will really help each one of us. When you look at this story, this wind came upon them and it says that it began to toss that boat to and fro and water began to come on to the boat. Jesus being at the back. What else is at the stern of a ship? The rudder. The rudder is what guides the ship. It's what steers the ship. It's what turns the ship. Amen? And the Bible says that Jesus was in the vessel with the apostles. He was at the rear of the ship where the stern is. Jesus, amen, leads, guides, and directs you and I into the path of righteousness for his Father's namesake. Amen? So if Jesus is on the vessel and he's He's on board... He is guiding and directing your life. Jesus was well aware of what they were about to face. He was very well aware of what was going to take place that day. It did not take Jesus by surprise. Remember, He told them, let's go to the other side. Amen? Jesus looked at them and just simply said, it's time for you to be taken to another place. Amen? To another level. The apostles were about to experience something much different in Christ that day but it was up to them to recognize it and do something I think is very important very important so this wind came upon them and the very first thing you see them do is panic and they began to be in great fear right because they hadn't experienced anything like that before I don't know if you're like I was I've been around some church services where I saw things I'd never experienced before and great fear came upon me amen Because I didn't know. I didn't know what it was, and I didn't know what to do with it. I knew it was good. I just couldn't figure it out, right? I didn't know whether to run to it or run from it, okay? And so the apostles are no different. They had just saw this mighty move of God with all these people being healed. Now they're going across. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. I'm sure in their minds they're thinking, man, if we just saw that there, what's going to happen when we get over there? And they never thought about what was going to happen in the middle. They panicked and fear came on them. I want to ask you a question. This is what God revealed to me in this message. There's really three things. There's really two, but we can break it into three. With no wind, the only way to get to the other side is to paddle it ourselves. Is that right? To row ourselves. If the wind never blew, how difficult would it have been for the apostles to get to the other side? You ever thought about it? They would have had to done it themselves. Amen. They would have had to start rowing, start paddling, or just float out there until a breeze came by. Amen. Brother Keith and I have been out there. That thing was like glass. There wasn't a breeze. You couldn't buy a breeze that day. It's surrounded by mountains. So the, the breeze usually gets d- deterred, and it usually doesn't hit in that area where, where we were over Galilee. So they either had a choice to row, to paddle, or just sit still that right and just sitting still is not God's plan remember he said to them let's go to the other side God's plan for you and I is not to sit still and just wait on something to happen Christians if we're guilty of anything is just we're going to sit still and wait on something to happen and we'll do it in the name of the Lord and, and and it would be right the Bible does say for us to be still It does tell us to wait upon the Lord, but it also tells you and I that we are to go. Amen? Trust, believe, obey, go, do our part. The sitting still and the being still is spiritually speaking. Sometimes it could be physically speaking. But in this instance, God's intent was not for him to sit still or he'd have never told them go to the other side. Amen. Amen? Is that right? So they get in this vessel and they're out there. So how are you going to get to the other side? No wind. you got to start rowing and paddling very hard. It wears you out. We've been on the Sea of Galilee from one side to the other side. When that vessel, if you were to paddle that thing and row it all the way across, you'd be wore out before you got to the other side. It would literally take a lot of energy out of you to do it yourself. Great lesson that God gives to us. We can't do it without God. Amen. We can't do it without Him moving. We can't do it without Him uh, being that propeller or being that power that it takes To get us to where he wants us to go. But a lot of us are trying to paddle the boat. Isn't that right? Now we got on the boat. Thank goodness we got Jesus on board. But but we're just sitting there rowing. And we're rowing. And we're rowing. And what happens is, is if I'm not in sequence with the other guy rowing, we're just going in what? Amen? Make a lot of sense? There's a lot of Christians just going in circles. We've been serving the Lord for 40 and 50 years. And we ain't got no further across there than we did the day we got saved. There's a lot of Christians today that had given their heart to the Lord and they're no further down the road today than they were 30, 40 years ago. God said go. They said yes. They got in there and they started paddling. Right? And they ain't getting anywhere. They're just fighting against each other. Right? We're going in circles. Just a few feet off the bank. Amen? It's the first thing we recognize. Jesus said to them, you got to go to the other side you got to get to the other side. There's a whole other thing waiting on you on the other side. This is great where you are and what you have seen is wonderful, but there's so much more on the other side. Amen. There's so much more waiting on you on the other side. You can't be content with what you've seen today. We can't be content with what we've heard today. We must be always looking for more of God. And in order to do that, we got to go with Him. Amen. And we've got to pay attention and we've got to listen. Amen? Amen? Amen. So the wind come upon them. And it said it just came upon them. And the water began to come into the boat. And they were bailing stuff out and panicking and running down and getting Jesus. What would have happened had they raised the sail? Come on, somebody. What would have happened... Had they just raised the sail. Amen. The spirit of God began to move. Jesus gave the command. Go to the other side. And he prepared the way to get there. Amen. He is the propell- the, the, the propelling that gets you and I. To the other side. But we got to raise our spiritual sails. And receive the spirit of God as it moves. In order to get to the other side. Amen. Instead of panicking. And instead of having fear fall on us, instead of us just running around in circles or paddling in circles, nobody raised the sail. Nobody raised the sail. These are experienced fishermen. Is that not right? When the wind comes up, you raise the sail. If you want to get to the other side, if you want to stay where you are, you drop the sail and you put the anchor out. But if you're trying to get to one, from one side to the other one, wouldn't it make sense to harness the wind? Whatever wind is out there, this wind came upon them all of a sudden. And that's exactly how the Spirit of God moves. When you and I aren't thinking about it, he's moving. Amen. He's always moving. Well, preacher, I'll wait till the wind moves and then I'll raise my sail. We ought to have our sail up every single day. Amen. Capturing and harnessing the presence of God as it blows by. Amen. Y'all with me? (laughs) How quick could they have got to the other side? This is a storm for crying out loud. We ain't talking about no gentle breeze in Hodges, South Carolina. And you smell the honeysuckles as it slowly goes by your nose. Or the dog food plant. Yes. This was not a subtle, gentle breeze. The Bible said it came upon them. And it mentions it in in, in some translations as a storm to the point that they were in jeopardy, right? It really began to blow heavily until it rocked the vessel they were in. Amen? And fear set upon them. Had they raised that thing up, man, they might have set some record on the Sea of Galilee that day. Amen. They'd have went across that thing faster than anybody's probably ever been across it, Brother Ron, if they'd have just harnessed that wind. The church would be so much further down the road today if we would harness the power of God. Amen. If we would harness the power of the Holy Ghost, how much further would the church be today? All we talk about is I'm on this side. i got to get to the other side. I'm trying to get to the other side. I want to get to the other side. And that's good to have ambition. Because God wants us to get there. But he's been providing the avenue by which to get there for years. Since the beginning of time. We just fail to raise the sail. Amen. Amen. That's it. And and it's so simple to see. But so hard to do when you're in the middle of it. Their biggest concern was to get the water out of the boat. Rather than raise the sail. Listen. Listen. There wasn't enough water going to drown them that day because guess who was on board? And my Bible tells me in the book of Isaiah that the waters will not overtake you. Amen. Tells me that the fire will not burn us. We don't need to fear those things when you got Jesus on board. Amen. Understand that if he speaks to the storm and it stops, guess what? Maybe he spoke to the storm and is trying to move you and I a little further down the river, a little further down the lake. Amen? Sometimes those storms that we say in our, are in our lives because, of, because God just don't like me or because of whatever you say it might be, maybe it's just God trying to wake you up and saying, hey, raise the sail. Amen? You with me? God, get me out of this situation. Imagine how it would have been sitting in the middle of that Sea of Galilee and it being hot out, now this was at night, but imagine it being in the day, how hot it would have been. And you're just sitting there baking, and most of us, oh God, you've got to do something. We've got to get to the other side. right? And then he sends this big wind in there, and then we start praying, oh God, if you don't do something, we're going to die. <laughs> we're going to die whether we stay there, we're going to die if, you do, if, we, if the wind continues to blow. Trust God. Amen? Trust God. If he's on board, just raise the sail. Wait on the wind to blow, it will blow. And when it blows, you'll move with him. And we had already been on the other side, and we'd have already accomplished everything he wanted us to accomplish. And then we'd have went somewhere else. Amen? Because with God, he's always got something better. Always got something better. Not to mention, the water here, water in the Bible represents what? The Spirit of God. Amen? God, I want you to see something here, Brother Ron. God was all over this thing. Amen? God was in the wind. God was in the vessel, and God was in the water. Amen? God was there. The Trinity, the wind, Jesus, and the water. He was there. All over it. And God is all over you and I too. Amen? Because when you gave your heart to Him, you were baptized in the blood of Jesus Christ. So He's all over us already. Amen? We're trying to ask God to help us. All the while, we're trying to bail Jesus out. Isn't that right? We shouldn't panic when a little water gets on board, right? That's When the anointing of God comes, don't panic. Just ride the wind, amen? Winds of change, they're always blowing. They're always going. God's roaming to and fro in this earth, right? He's just blowing right and left, just waiting on somebody to raise a sail, amen? Trust in Him, and how much further could we be, amen? Trust in Him, and how much further could we be? Such a great lesson. Amen? We we look at that fear so much and we don't even realize what's taking place. Jesus is sleeping back there, but he's not. Again, the whole point of it is for us to see, amen, that he's there. He's not going to let nothing happen. He's in control. God is always in control. Always. Always. When you and I think life is out of control, it's not. He's in firm control. He knows exactly where you are and he knows exactly where I'm at. He knows what what situation this country's in. He knows the situation the world's in. You think Jesus is panicking on whether or not we're going to get one or two more votes so we can overtake the Senate? Nope. You think he's worried about who's going to be the next president? It ain't even bothering him. God puts men in power and authority, and he takes them out as it pleases him. Why do we fret? Amen? Jesus is in control. Anxiety. You want to talk about anxiety? These fellas had some anxiety. Amen. I guarantee there was some anxiety at the highest level. They were in panic mode. Right? Panic mode. But if Jesus is on board, we don't need to fret. Amen. Anxiety doesn't need to be even in the equation. I've had to deal with it. A lot of us have had to deal with it. It's anxiety happens when we allow our fear to overtake. Amen. To overtake our faith. Anxiety happens. I'm going to say it one more time. Anxiety happens when we allow fear to overtake our faith. Amen. Fear cannot be stronger than faith. Faith must be stronger than fear. Which is why God said he hadn't given us a spirit of fear. Spirit of fear here meaning it's a it's a small s, meaning not from God. God gave all of us fear. You've heard me say that many times. It's an emotion that we have. Fear is a good thing, right, because if you don't have fear, Fear that your daddy or mom will kill you if you touch them cookies. You're going to get killed. Amen. It reminds us, don't do that. But the spirit of fear comes from Satan. Amen. The spirit of fear comes from Satan. God said he didn't give us that. That's from Satan. And what happens is, is we, we, we focus more on what's happening around us rather than what's happened in us. Come on now. We focus more on what's happening around us. The apostles were so much focused on what was happening around them that they momentarily forgot about who was on board, what had happened in them. They just saw things happening that Jesus did. They have experienced Jesus themselves. You and I have seen things that God has done. You have experienced God yourself. Amen? Our concern needs to be more about what's happened in us than what's happening around us. Amen? Amen? Amen. These things that are happening around us are nothing but a smokescreen of Satan to keep your mind off of what you should be doing. This fear that fell on these gentlemen was all about making sure they didn't raise the sail. Amen? That was it. Satan knows if they'd have raised that sail, man, they'd have beat feet across that, across that Sea of Galilee. And they'd have got across there in record time. Satan also knows that if you and I raise that spiritual sail in our lives and trust God and harness the power of God that we would be such overcomers that he would have no effect. His job is to keep you and I worried, bailing water out, doing whatever we're trying to do to save our own lives. But the Bible says no greater love has any man than this that a man would lay his life down for his friend. And Jesus said if you keep my commandments you are my friend. It's not about saving our lives here. In fact, the Bible talks about if we try to save our lives here, we will do what? Lose it. But to the man who will lose his life here, meaning laying it down for Christ, laying it down for God, he said you would find it. Amen? You with me? You would be saved. We don't need to worry about this life. Understand that we have life in us. And the life around us has no effect. Amen? No effect. Man, they ought to been, this would have been something else. I just take my mind goes back to Hawaii and these guys, these sailboats, man, and they got that sail up and they're hanging on the side of that thing right there. Pulling, they're pulling them ropes and, man, their hair just flopping in the breeze. Could you see old Peter? huh? If he'd have got that sail up, he'd have been laying back. You know how them boats get up like that? And they, they call it trimming it and they, they pull up that sail and they got another little sail. And, man, next thing that thing takes off and they're all just hanging off the side. Right in there, well, they're actually up on the other side. It's sticking up, so it don't flip over on them. And it is hanging off and hollering and hooping and going. Them old locks would have been flying had he just picked the sail up. Amen. And how excited would Jesus would have been, huh? How excited we have been. (laughs) I think Jesus is trying to show the apostles here and trying to show all of us that the power of God, He wants to pour that upon us. He wants to propel us forward. But we got to be ready to receive it. There's a whole lot of folks today talking about wanting more of God and wanting to feel the presence of God, right? Wanting to see an outpouring of God. Well, when He does do it, sometimes we don't even see it, or when He does do it, we're fearful of everything else around us. What's that person going to think? What's going to happen if I do this? What's going to happen if that? We worry about everything else around us rather than just raising the sail. Amen. Just raising the sail. Been so much easier if we just focus on Jesus. Focus on God. Capture what He wants us to capture. I don't know. I really don't know what would have happened had they got across the Sea of Galilee faster. And, preacher, I know what you're saying. It wasn't God's will for them to get there. Well, why did the wind come upon them? Amen? Why did it come upon them? Why did He take the time to say it came upon them? It absolutely it was intended to get them across there, it was intended to show them something, and they missed it. And Jesus said, why have you let this fear overtake you? Is that right? Why did you let this fear overtake you? Where did your faith go? Faith is the sail by which to capture the presence of God. Amen? In this story, it's absolutely what it was. I'm sure you were sitting there thinking, where was the sail? Faith. If they have just raised that faith, they would have captured what it needed to capture, and they would have accomplished what they needed to accomplish. He said, you let fear overtake you rather than raising faith. Amen? Instead of raising faith, they raised fear. And then they sat right there and worried about dying. And then they had the audacity to go ask Jesus, do you not care that we perish? Imagine Jesus, who loves them, saved them, told them to go to the other side, and they're going to go to him and say, you're just going to let us die. Now, that wouldn't have made no sense because Jesus wouldn't have got on the boat if he was going to let him die. Right? I can I love every one of y'all. But if I know that me and you's going on a cruise and that boat's going to go down, I'm going to tell you it's going down, but I ain't getting on there with you. <laughs> I'll try to help you. I'll be there like, Ron, you don't need to get on that boat. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go down. You're going to die. But if you persist in going, I'm going to let you go and I'm going to stay on the shore. I'll wave at you. <laughs> but I ain't going with you. Right? Jesus was... <laughs> He wasn't interested in dying. He had to go down the cross. He wasn't dying in the Sea of Galilee. These guys ain't real smart. He told them, right? The cross was the way. Not the Sea of Galilee. So they, you see, maybe I think different than most people. Could you see him waking up going, was well, y'all not listening? Amen. We're not dying in the water. And you're not dying for everybody's sins. No way I am. Right? Only me. But I'm not dying in the water I'm going to be on the cross and they went to him and said don't you worry I mean aren't you worried we're going to don't you care that we're going to perish you know we're all going to perish and Jesus just got up and said okay amen stop the wind listen to me you and I can quench the spirit of God amen this is the last point I want you to see you and I can quench the spirit of God God will start to move, the wind will start to blow, right? He gives us direction, He shows us vision, He sends the the Spirit of God to blow across us, and we just sit there and paddle in circles and panic and throw water out, and we just pay attention to what's going on around us rather than what's going on in us. And before you know it, what happens? Peace. Be still. Amen? You with me? God's a gentleman. If we quench the Spirit of God, it will stop moving in that moment, right? We don't need to quench the Spirit. We need to fan the flames, amen? This is why God said to stir up the gift of God that rests or lies within us. He doesn't tell us to just sit back and let it die out. He said fan the flames, stir up the gift of God, amen? But they ran to Him and said, if you don't do something, we're going to die, and Jesus looked at him and said, If you don't do something, you're going to die. Amen? Can't you imagine that being in his mind? If you don't do something soon, we're going to sit right here and perish. And he said, If you don't, and Jesus, I can imagine his mind saying, If you don't do something, you will perish. Amen? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Jesus is there, that whosoever believeth in him, where's your faith? Right? Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have life everlasting life he lived John 3 16 out right in front of him on the boat if you don't get up we're going to perish and Jesus said yeah, if you don't <laughs> right if you don't have that faith that you need you will perish amen there's a lot in it is it not huh isn't God something we got to raise the sail amen and we got to trust God and understand that he is in control I want to close today in Mark chapter 4 and verse 40. I want to read this to you one more time. Mark 4 and 40. The Bible says, But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Why are you so fearful? Church, I want to ask you that question. Why are we so fearful? What are we worried about? What are we scared of? What is it that's holding us back from getting to the other side? Amen? What is it? Jesus asked that question. Why are you so fearful? Right? Man, they saw him speak and things happened. Casting demons out, right? Jesus, they saw him do that. And he said, why why are you so fearful? We shouldn't fear God. We shouldn't fear the moving of God. We shouldn't fear more of God. Amen? Our fear should be that we don't feel God. Amen? Our fear should be that God's not moving in our lives. That should be our fear. Our fear should not be of God, but our fear should be that He's not there. You've heard me say before that hell, the best definition I can ever give you of hell is separation from God that's it that's the fear that we should have they weren't separated from God he was on the boat is that right? they weren't separated so he said it was a legitimate question why do you fear? I'm here amen and if God is in your vessel understand he's controlling the boat and we don't have to fear we don't have to fear anything that comes our way Most of us fear our health declining probably more than anything else. And rightfully so because it reminds us that we're not here to live forever. We're here to live there forever. Amen? But Jesus tells us to not let our heart be troubled. Right? If we believe in God, He said, believe also in me. Is that right? We don't have to fear. We just trust and obey. Don't fear because you don't You don't know where your next meal is coming. Don't fear because of whatever the fear is. Just raise the sail. Well, Preacher, I don't even have a sail. I was so hoping y'all would ask me this question tonight. Amen? All of us have sails. All of us. All you have to do is raise them. And when you raise those sails, it will capture and harness the presence of God. Because the wind will come upon you when you raise the sales. Let me show you.